0: You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood.
1: Get ready to sell your players this year for the 2020 playoff vividness bias. Ryan, I am looking and considering moving players on my teams that have performed really well in the playoffs that I'm not so sure about their future. Uh, two of those players are, well, I shouldn't say not so sure, that I think this could be a moment where you might be able to take advantage of other dynasty players in your league to capitalize on value. Two players I'm thinking of are Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey is just getting older. He has worked through injuries this year, they're coming into an offseason. And I think he might be at his peak. You know, And if I can move him even plus something to get, uh, you know, if it depends what it would take to get like George Kittle. In, in a league, if I can move him, plus something to, you know, maybe switch positions and get another another tight end, that that's pretty good. Maybe even moving down to Zach Ertz and getting something on top. And then Devontae Adams, that team has to change for next year. They cannot rely on him the same way they did this year through the regular season, especially when he got hurt. And it was a foot injury. I know it was turf toe that turned into something a little bit more serious, but foot injuries are scary, Ryan, and I'm scared of both these guys' future.
0: All right, so – you start off by talking about a couple guys that are blown off and, blowing off in the playoffs, blowing up in the playoffs. Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, what do you mean they have to change? They're going to the NFC Championship game, man. The, the Packers might be in the Super Bowl. I hate to say it. I really hate to say it. Um, you're talking about a guy that is probably the number two wide receiver, maybe number three wide receiver in all of Dynasty, Will. That's a, that's a big, big thing to put out there.
1: I guess have to change is a little dramatic. I expect change. <laughs>
0: I, You know, it, it, it is interesting. And how old is Devante Adams? I don't have that in front of me. I didn't even know you were going to talk about him. I don't see him on the show sheet, but that's okay. I, I can roll with it. Um, you, you pressured me with the intro, so. I, I did, I did, I did. He's 27 right now. 27, there we go. And that's, I thought he was like that prime age. So, Will, I am starting to think more and more in Dynasty that, we really need to think seriously about selling guys when they get into this prime age, because if you wait too long, I, I just worry that I guess, I guess I'm, I'm the Antonio Brown owner from last year that I, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got left holding the bag. <laughs> He's sort of like, if not the best
1: example, but you
0: know. <laughs> no, but there are other examples. Uh, Jordy Nelson. Um, there are plenty of mm-hmm. guys that just, Randall Cobb. Of, you know, AJ green is kind of a guy like that who was valued pretty, pretty highly, you know, a couple of years ago, and is just kind of, whew. so I don't think it's crazy, because c- I think you could fetch a pretty nice return for Adams, although for me, it's a tough guy to sell, probably depends on the situation of my team, because I still think at the end of the day, he really is, you know, at least a top three dynasty wide receiver, Cause, and, and I'm not so worried about the injuries, although you, you know, the foot injury is scary, he's had a concussion history, so, yeah, I, I, and we have a declining Aaron Rodgers, it seems, whether we want to admit that or not. So, I still don't, but, so it's fine. <laughs> but I mean, let's, he is very talented. You know, he's a guy that doesn't necessarily blow you away with anything, but he's such a good all around wide receiver. And when he's healthy, and this year he's had a really good year when he's been healthy. You know, it's, you know, some people might call him a fantasy football bust because he missed that time, but I don't know. And, and here's the thing with Kelsey I like what you have said about Kelsey. And I do think three touchdowns last game. It, it is smart. Yeah. It is smart just based on that to, to, to sell him And you know, he's, he is getting older. I do think he probably has a couple of years of elite production in Kansas city, but I do think that you you got a great opportunity to sell and it's, this is probably it because it next feels like year. Greg Olson. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to tight ends. Just take a beating man. And, and, He's going to start to fall apart sooner rather than later. Although he has an incredible track record of staying healthy, as we've talked about on the show. And before. I love Travis Kelsey. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's another thing to do. That's tough too, because you know you sell him, you have to say goodbye to a player that you love, and, and it was it was great. You know, last week uh, him blowing up, and we're recording this by the way on Wednesday, so we're not going to know the outcomes of the um, AFC and NFC championship games. So, but it, it was fun. Packers
1: to- in the Super Bowl. Here we go. <laughs>
0: So, I don't hate those takes, but I, I, I do think it's situation-specific. This is surfing value, I guess, takes.
1: It's not, I need to sell this player now. I'm not, like, like, eagerly itching to sell. I'm not, like, staying awake at night being like, these guys are my roster. I need to move them. What am I going to do? There's no panic selling here. This is, this is, feel, this is putting out the offers on your, in your league to test the waters. Ask for, you know, uh, you know, a decent amount of an overpay from a team who needs – a player at that position and see where it goes from there.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. Another guy the, the, the can we grab the low line fruit here of, of guys that I think fit this criteria. Well, maybe not, not guys from the Tennessee Titans, but one in particular, I, I do want to talk about AJ Brown too, but let's start with Derek Henry. Derek oh, well, Henry- be
1: a, wait, how, wait, Ryan, how's your night? How's your life? How you been doing?
0: I've, been awesome thank you very much how have you been <laughs> well, we're gonna do the cold opening and then give our you know our life takes real quick right yeah but we just jumped right into it i felt like the life take thing we just kind of skipped over because we were like okay we're we like you came out so strong with davante adams and travis kelsey that i, I didn't i didn't want to like slow down and talk about what's going on and how much 2020 is going and how i met the guy that trained robert tonyan in the off season for that you gotta yeah. listen to the patreon show <laughs> www.patreon.com w- w- slash fantasyjoes but no so but i've been fantastic i've kind of taken i don't want to say sabbatical but i've been doing the bare minimum in my leagues and maybe i missed some opportunities but i grind so much in the now now i'm sounding like somebody that watches 40 hours of tape a week which isn't me but i i spend so much time in season like at, at the stuff that i needed to decompress a little bit so <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: laughing or crying i can't love cry your- i'm doing a fake cry for um, well i submitted my 17th waiver the week of all the leagues i decided to join ryan hmm together my snowblower is fixed there's my update of the week we are getting seven and a half inches of snow on friday in minnesota so back to uh back to derrick
0: henry ryan back to derrick henry speaking of snow
1: derrick henry <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so what's what's exciting about derrick henry well I mean, look at the run he's on. I mean, you know the statistics on to rehash them. And he, he's really in that prime for running backs, going to turn 26 this summer. But he's got that low mileage compared to other backs his age. I mean, he's added a lot of mileage this season. I, I realize that. But, you know, before that, this season in his career, 110 carries, 176, 215 last year. Will, you have in the show sheet that the guy, it's – um 367 rushing attempts now that we've we've got the playoff games that's a lot of carries um you
1: looked at the full touches he's gonna he's gonna be easily over 400 this season
0: that's wild yeah that's Uh, true
1: 388 total touches going into this next game and i was gonna say in the like that he was guaranteed to be over 400 but there's a chance that the chiefs go up 21 nothing and he doesn't touch the ball 12 times that's a scenario that can happen with derrick henry pretty easily
0: yeah, I mean, I mean it can, and it's certainly a possibility, although the first couple of games of the playoffs, you know, I, I did hear that narrative in a couple of places, like, oh, the Patriots' defense will shut them down. They're going to take them away. Didn't happen. The same thing with the defense in just faced, the Baltimore face Ravens. Win, the yeah, I, I guess, but even if you get down 21-0 early, I, I, I mean, it's a possibility. It is a possibility. They score quickly. Turnover, they score again. No, I, I mean, there's a world where that happens. There's no doubt. I, and right, do he's kn- bumped
1: up to 17th in January ADP on DLF. This is a single quarterback, you know, PPR league.
0: Yeah, well, so, and so I... What are you thinking? No, no, I, I'm thinking that you have to try to sell him if you can. I don't necessarily think you're going to be able to make a deal because I know that's easy to say. I don't think people have been selling De- Derek Henry for what they think they could get for him. I don't think it's quite that easy because we know what's what he's up against. We know... First of all, his status as a free agent. He's likely to go back to Tennessee, which is a great situation for him, but it's not guaranteed. We know the history of players that tra- you know change teams in the offseason. If he follows the money, because uh, he's going to put himself out there, he may go to a situation that doesn't allow lend itself to him getting the volume he's getting, right? Very dependent on TDs. Um, Ten of his 18 um, scores were from inside the 10-yard line this year probably going to see negative touch regression. And, and as you talk about his value, it's just, it's gotta be his current, his current price tag has got to be at a ceiling as a player. Right. Cause he doesn't have that pass catching ability. I mean, I, I think, you know, if he repeats this season, he's still in a PPR league, you know, running back five, running back six, which is great, but that's his ceiling. You know, he's, he's not going to catch, you know, 70 balls next year. You know, and he did miss happen. a
1: couple games this year. Uh, and as I put it there, he was RB seven. In PPR points per game, uh, at 18.2, and then his total points were 255. For a comparison, for a ceiling player, as you're talking about with Ryan, CMC put up 446.4, and this is the weeks one through 16. So, you're talking about nearly 200 points more.
0: Right. And I know that that's an anomaly, but what what's the best? Wait, like, what do you think is the best return you can get for Derrick Henry? Can I get the 101? 101... And a superflex league for Derrick Henry, is that is that possible?
1: I don't think so. No, unless that person is in love with them.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. So, what do okay. you want? What do you want to get then? What do you, you?
1: So, thinking? in the dynasty trade calculator, they have Derrick Henry valued in a full, full PPR superflex league. They have him valued slightly over the one hundred and one. So, potentially, huh. if, if, if you know another league member uses the trade calculator as a basis for deals, uh. You know, maybe you in Sweden, it. Be like, "Oh, I'll give Derrick Henry my late third because I had a great fantasy postseason uh, with Derrick Henry."
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. I'm pulling up the dynasty uh, trade finder, which I meant to do before the show. I, meant oh, I have be... it up right here too. So, oh, you what know, was
1: uh, somebody moved Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs basically for two first rounders? And I think it's interesting. You don't know where those picks are. I think if you can kind of pair something together like that for two top end ones for somebody else who's acquired draft picks and they had good wide receivers last year. Like Let's say that team had Devontae Adams last year and, and they, they suffered throughout the season and their draft pick is low. And they'd also acquired another one and now they need running backs for next year.
0: And what's also interesting about this deal is it looks like it's an IDP league because Darius Leonard is included in that trade. Darius I Leonard left that, I left right. that out because nobody cares about IDP. No, but it, but it's important in this deal because Darius Leonard is an elite linebacker. So yeah, I, I, so it, that's why I want to mention it. So I don't think it's uh, you know I almost think it's it's not worth discussing um, because it, it skews the the trade a, a, a bit. Um, but, but I think it, it is, those
1: were I think those were two pretty early firsts. Uh-huh. Like, let's just say one hundred one, one hundred two, right? Yeah. Super flexed. Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, that'd be a fun trade to do.
0: Yeah, I, I would love that. I I think I would do that. I, I almost want to get back more, but you got to remember the value of these 2020 first round picks. I don't think you're going to get any, any values, unless it's a startup draft where historically these first round picks have been undervalued. But I think if you're talking about trades, um, did you see this first trade that, uh, that was on the list? It's a um, – Looks like it's a super flex league. Derrick Henry went for Leonard Fournette in a 2022nd. 20, 20
1: yeah, I thought that was really interesting.
0: Yeah, and at first I'm like, I don't think that's enough for Derrick Henry, but that's, I think that's probably, you know, a good deal for both of those owners. Because you're talking about King Leo, Ryan? Yeah, no, I like, I like, the, I like trading Henry for, for Fournette in a 2022nd. 20, 20 I, I think that's, I, I like that deal.
1: Yeah. I, I think if I had Henry, I'm doing that. If I have Fournette, I'm not, I mean.
0: Well, I agree.
1: I mean, that's I just, what I mean. I, I have such a hangup with, with Henry, and I don't know, maybe there's just something wrong with me. He Finally, this is his big breakout year. You might be able to get two more years of this, right? If he stays with the Titans, good offensive line, uh, right kind of offense built around him. And yes, he missed a couple of games this year, but he hasn't really been, uh, you know, an injured, missed miss games type of player. They just had a bad coaching staff and a bad quarterback coming into this season. If we're going to be moving up other offensive players like A.J. Brown, we should be moving Derrick Henry with them. The thing is, I I personally can't do it, but I can understand and think that it's not a bad idea to buy him.
0: What do you think about this deal? Derrick Henry and Todd Gurley for A.J. Brown.
1: Yeah, I think you massively overpaid.
0: Massive paid for AJ Brown. Yeah, yeah, I, and and I, I use that as a, a nice um, transition into the other Titans player, AJ Brown. You know, it's it, so here's here's a deal that I received. Another, this is a real time, not real time, but but trade offer I received in one of my leagues. This is the local Chicago the, Chicago Dynasty League that I'm in. So, um, I was offered AJ Brown for my Daniel Jones and David Montgomery Superflex League. What do you think? Well.
1: Yeah, I think that you have more of an opportunity to lose a lot of value in that trade than gain it.
0: Yeah, and and, and for me, it's not something I really even considered, mainly because of my quarterback situation. It's not like I'm rolling in quarterbacks in that league. So I, if, for that, I, if I was going to trade Daniel Jones, I I would like to get a quarterback in return. So it was a non-starter for me. Not that I'm opposed to to moving those pieces in a deal, but it just wasn't the right one. And I'm not the biggest A.J. Brown believer. Here's what I think with A.J. Brown. And here's what I think about wide receivers in general, because I was looking at the wide receivers in Dynasty well, and I kind of tiered them. I'm like, okay, how do I tier these guys? So for me, in my first tier, I've got Michael Thomas, of course. I've got DeAndre Hopkins. I've got Devontae Adams, and I've got Tyreek Hill. That's kind of my tier one. Then second tier is kind of interesting you can argue with some of these names being in there, but I've got Amari Cooper, I've got Juju, Godwin, Evans, Beckham, Keenan Allen, Diggs, Galladay, and Cooper Cup. It's a murkier tier two for sure. Maybe some of those names don't belong. And then I got this tier three, which is interesting. And I think this is where AJ Brown belongs. I think he belongs with the Cortland Sutton's of the world, DK Metcalf, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, DJ Chark, um, Allen Robinson, and then A.J. Brown. I think that's the tier three. I think that's the best you can do with A.J. Brown is put him in that tier. You can make an argument he belongs in that tier two with like Juju, Godwin, Evans. But for me, I just, he's, I don't know. And I, so he and he's being valued more than that, right? I mean, I could easily right now trade A.J. Brown and get Allen Robinson, right? Or Cortland Sutton, I think. Oh, easily. Yeah, so I think if I have him, I'm definitely moving him. I'm going to move him for... It, you know hopefully a running back but if not maybe i get one of those tier 3 wide receivers i mentioned and then another nice piece so i, I don't know i like AJ Ben a lot i just think that the hype has gotten out of control and it's and i wonder if it's going to die down because because I mean, we don't know what he did you know we're recording this on wednesday i was just thinking that i was just thinking we, that's that, like, the danger of talking about these people, guys if he,
1: if he has blown up in this weekend's game everybody you need to sell immediately for well that's sell immediately but you need to immediately try as best as possible to move AJ Brown. like even at alan robinson i think alan robinson has the easiest tier jump to tier two moving into next year
0: yeah it's possible it'll, it'll yeah. be inter- it's gonna be really interesting to see i think he's gonna have a good year no matter what um but what's the quarterback situation going to be like in chicago I, I know the bears came out and said trubisky's their guy i promise you though Trubisky is not necessarily going to be their starting quarterback. They're going to bring in some competition, so it might be a older quarterback. It could be, you know, it could be Andy Dalton type. I, I don't think Andy Dalton, but you know what I mean. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it, he could get an upgrade. Total points he finishes is wide receiver six this year.
0: Right, right. That's you what know, Mitchell that's Trubisky. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah, and that's what Tre Cohen dropping all those passes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think Rob, you know, he's still he's not old yet. You, know, I think we missed because he had that ACL injury and then didn't necessarily explode right away with the Bears. But his talent resurgence, he's going to move up. Like if you and you're going to be able to get Allen Robinson plus for AJ Brown, and especially if AJ Brown blows up in this playoff game, even if the Titans lose, especially if they're behind, he's going to have a decent game. Most uh, not most likely, but potentially. And let's say he has 120 yards and two touchdowns. And the Titans lose 52-14. to 14. Like, that's going to be a massive A.J. Brown selling window. So, I think that you're going to – it just is – he is too high variance. It's too low targets, too high touchdowns this year to go out and pay prices that are being asked for him at the moment. Uh, the, the the stats that I looked up not, – not stats I looked up, but uh, part of the reason, right, you had about about A.J. Brown – did I not put it in here? Oh, yeah, here we go. So he finished his wide receiver 23 in PPR points weeks one through 16 and then 31st in points per game. So I think we all forget the ride that AJ Brown was this year. And he did excel towards the end of the season and had a great, you know, had a great end of the year. Uh, the other part is he was 61st in targets with 84. Uh, kind of fun stat is that that was the same as Darius Slayton and then tied for 63rd with 52 receptions. But then he was tied for ninth with eight touchdown catches. That's what's boosting him up right now. He, you know, it's not a, it's not a massive passing offense. If they re-sign Derrick Henry and keep that offensive line, you have to expect things are going to change for him next year. Yes. He is a great, great talent, but he's not, he's not Julio Jones. He's not these guys that are like the super alpha dogs, in my opinion, he's not, to me, he's not going to be that tier one receiver next year. So I've been wrong before and and I'll be wrong again in in the future, but I think now is a great selling window.
0: Yeah, I just think he's valued at his ceiling essentially because the that is the downside. Even if he is this great alpha dog wide receiver, I, th- I think he's very talented, but that offense holds him back, and his quarterback holds him back. It's just I think he's gonna be too volatile. So I I would rather sell for a safer piece personally. Is it is it a you know a bet that could blow up in your face? I guess, but you know if you get somebody you know that you feel is safer and a piece on top, then it's it's a win for you. You know. I think, but, but yeah. And once again, I wonder what you can really get for AJ Brown, especially with the first two weeks of the playoffs. A lot of it probably depends on how he played against Kansas city. And only our listeners know that we don't right now. Will so. Shall we.
1: AJ Brown blew up.
0: Let's sell it. No, I can't. can't. Well, even if he, uh, no matter what, I mean, it's great. If he blew up all the better for those that want to sell him. If he, if, if he didn't, I think, I think he's still gonna have retained some value from the regular season. I think
1: a nice little sneaky pickup, if you can get him cheaply enough, or at least explore the option, would be to go and see what you can do with Corey Davis. Just on the opportunity that, like now, Corey Davis is the wide receiver two on the team. He's not seeing the top coverage, and he figures out the NFL and the competition boosts his. This is a totally narrative street, but that having AJ Brown there uh, makes makes uh him him work harder, makes him a better player and he is at least a startable asset next year. Startable asset, that's all I want.
0: You know, I, I actually think you know, you know, you might want to wait a year or two because I I think his value could go down. I, I think there's a chance of the change of scenery he, he could see a a spike in value, but um you know, I was trying to be honest here. You know how much I like him. Um uh, and I don't have to go out and buy him low because I have most leagues. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> not most of my leagues, but a lot of leagues. So um, I don't need to acquire any more shares of, of Corey Davis. Uh, he did catch a touchdown pass, though, the other night. If Derrick Kennedy was only his quarterback, you know, 24-7, you know, when he's on the field, that would be awesome. But, okay. Who do you want to talk about? Yeah, we Will, who do you want to talk about right now?
1: Well, I, do you want to do you want to move on to the tight ends from the Rams, or do you want to move on to uh, somebody who I'm I'm kind of surprised right now with uh with his ADP in the most in, the most recent DLF drafts in 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 January of twenty uh, twenty twenty is Cooper Cup. So, Cooper. Cup talk about right
0: Cooper now. Cup. Let's talk about Cooper Cup. That's more fun because this
1: is a, a you know a move from wide receiver to wide receiver, and we can talk about the Rams tight ends after this. But so in weeks one through sixteen. Uh, he was wide receiver eight in points per game. I know he had a, he had a couple big blow up games. He had a couple he had a couple uh, duds in there, but then finished his wide receiver six overall. And it might just be me, and it might be different in, in your league and what you're doing. But I I have not seen or heard a lot of talk about Cooper Cup's value in Dynasty. And so what that means to me is that if it's not popular uh, among to everything that you listen to and everything that you read. Now's the chance to buy before everything comes back out in the off season. Let's get in that. Like I want to get in now before we start to really look at what he did this year and how he finished. He, I mean, wide receiver 17 in, you know, in, in ADP, but then finishing his wide receiver six overall in, in total points in weeks one through 16. That's, there's a big gap there. He's still, I mean, I know he's an older prospect coming in, but he's still on an offense where when he's healthy, he is targeted heavily and he is a big key cog in that offense and if Todd Gurley really comes back healthy and they have a better, more productive offense next year, I think his value is going to rise again.
0: Yeah. I'm just trying to decide as I'm listening to you, what his value really is right now. I like Cooper cup quite a bit. Um, but you know, I just don't know. I don't know what you have to pay for him. It seems like he might be one of those players that depends on your league. Cause I'm looking at the trade finder and, there are just some deals that are kind of all over the place. Um, one guy got Cooper Cup for Corey Davis, a 2023 and a 2021 third. Like, yeah, I'd I do that. I mean, but then there's some other deals where I, I don't know if I like them. Like Tyreek Hill for Cooper Cup and Marlon Mack. Would you do that? Would you trade Hill for Cup and Mack? Yeah, you would.
1: Yeah, I think it's sneakily Mack is is becoming. By I know the Colts have a lot of draft picks. But I, I think there's going to be some movement there. They have a lot of cap room. And I forget where this was said, but I think the Colts like Marlon Mack than we think, or than what's been, like, acknowledged. I think the Colts really like Marlon Mack when he's in the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, he he's an okay running back piece to have. I, I think I'm not, I'm not the biggest Marlon Mack fan. But I, I can see what you're saying. I, I just feel with that deal that if you want to get rid of Tyreek Hill – I feel like he can get more. I mean, I feel like you can get a guy like Cooper Cup and an, a nicer running back piece. That's just me. Yeah. I re- I do think Tyreek Hill is in that. I mean, maybe we put Michael Thomas in a tier of his own, but I think that second elite tier, you know, with Adams um, and DeAndre Hopkins, I think Tyreek Hill's right there.
1: Yeah, but after Tyreek Hill blew- had just blew up in this AFC championship game. Uh, we also, like, Tiger Killa has another, you know, like, eight months to ruin his dynasty value again. I still don't trust the man.
0: I guess I've bought into that theory that uh, when when Katie Flower was on the show, she put out there that you know, he you know, had to to basically plead guilty for whatever happened with his it was his girlfriend at the time because I think race was a factor is what what you know has been talked about so we I just don't think we know that whole story and and, um you know what it could be one of those things where it's like okay I'm in a bad spot here and you know things are working against me so if I want to if I want to have an opportunity in the future even though I didn't do it I have to plead guilty and and I you know this is gonna be all political and stuff I don't want it to but I don't know. I just feel like that whole situation is is kind of sketchy, and he survived the worst of it. It seems so but but, you know me, I'm the poster child for if a guy has a track record of doing something stupid, stay away from him, so I totally get it. I totally get the idea of getting on a target kill, just like if you want to get rid of Zeke right now, I totally get it because he could do something stupid in the off season and you know be suspended eight games, and then you're you've you've lost that that guy and the best ability abilities availability, as John Fox would say, right? Well
1: Yeah. And are you are you talking about his last like last offseason incident or his first one? Uh,
0: well, I, I'm I'm talking about the 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 first one when he um you know plead guilty. And, and the last one is is a little bit, you know, weird.
1: Um Yeah. I it's the, I still think we we should not forget. Like lifestyles of players in the offseason
0: uh, agreed and, and even and even if he is uh, you know a saint a, an angel if he's still associating with this mother of his child and she is crazy and getting him into trouble she can drag him down very easily <laughs> so even guilt by association you know even if if uh, you're yeah. you're uh,
1: it's just intimidating when we talk fantasy football and dynasty value yeah. it's uh sometimes life sucks, man. And, 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 so that's, and I, I don't think that like Ryan, if I was going to bet, I'd bet that nothing happens, but we're talking, you know, future values here. So.
0: And if you can move that, into this, uh, yeah. If you can move into a safer, um, you know, safer players that you like just as much, if not better yeah, well then why not for sure? Hey, w- one more before we move on. So I can get Cooper cup and a 2022nd, 20, 20 but I have to give up Mike Evans.
1: Ooh, I guess it no probably not doing it I still love Mike Evans I really do
0: I do too yeah, I'm, for me, yeah I'm, I'm definitely holding on to Mike Evans there Um, I mean I probably think about it especially with this 2020 class it depends on where that 2020 pick is, second round pick is of course but we will hold Mike Evans and be happy about it do you want to talk about those Rams tight ends for just a couple of minutes since we're talking about Rams players yeah I just think it's it's super intriguing right now and and I, I don't even know how these guys are valued but um you know we got Tyler Higbee we got Gerald Everett Everett had a couple of big games looked like he was maybe emerging then he missed some time and then um Higbee man came on big so and, he, and he, the thing is he just turned 27, just turned 27. That's like, he's like in that sweet spot for, for tight ends. So are we buying into that? Because can't we get these guys at a value? You know, I mean, tie, the tight end position, even in a non tight end premium league or two tight end league, it's hard to find those guys will. So I, I just think it's, those are some guys too. And, and a guy like Gerald Everett. I mean, maybe you can get him for nothing. So here's a deal. You can get Tyler Higby for a uh, twenty twenty second round pick. As an example,
1: yeah, I wouldn't do it.
0: What about sending your Mark Ingram for a Tyler Higby?
1: Mm, depends on team build, but no, I, I don't. I, I like these guys are going to cannibalize each other next year. Still, so, at least in my opinion, uh, you know, Everett's going into his fourth year of his rookie contract, so he'll be a free agent after that. And Higby's been signed through 2023, but I mean, logistic, like realistically if he's super terrible uh, there, you know, it's not a big enough dead cap hit where he could be cut after that, after, after this next year. So I just, you know, with, if when Cooper cup is healthy and Todd Gurley's is healthy and uh, Brandon cooks is healthy and Robert Woods is healthy, I don't want either of these tight ends. Like, I, like I, as far as like starting them and trusting them in the lineup, like I would rather move them for that. If I can get a 20, 20 second for Tyler Higby, Right. I would do that. It's a, I don't even know. I don't even really know if it matters which twenty twenty second it is in a super flex league. Like I want that.
0: I, I think I would do that pretty easily as well, because I, I, I think you're, you're right. You're not really sure what you have. These deals are all over the place. And, and once again, some of these leagues, you know, maybe they're tight in premium, but here's one Taylor Higby for carry on Johnson. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a weird deal. Right.
1: Um, but, I, I, I still understand where your win is there. Like, I, like, unless Tyler Higbee really jumps up, I mean, he had a good season. Uh, he ended up <clears throat> finishing his is tied in eight overall in PPR, and then tied in eleven in points per game. But it was really those last, you know, that's like with do- not that's with doing nothing the first what ten games of the year. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty big boost at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, you know, and you know, the tight end position. Some of these leagues are so like scoring specific, like I, you know, if if you're in a tight end premium league, I think a lot of our listeners are, you you realize that the values are just so, so different. It just, it changes these deals. So it's, it's, it's kind of hard to look at these and and know really what's going on, but he did have some monster games, man. I mean, um, especially towards the end of the year, he 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 just poured it on. Oh, he he won fantasy championship. yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, especially in those leagues where there was a premium. I mean, yeah. So, um, okay here's my question for you what before we move on who is your cheap to acquire tight end that you, you want to grab i'm not saying who's next year's mark andrews but who's a guy that you can get for let's say a 2023rd round pick your company you can get it for a 23rd round pick that you want to try to buy if, if anybody the tight end position
1: oh man it's a power it's it not in the show
0: a- sheet folks yeah that's a
1: hard one it it depends who is selling and what you can get for that the third rounder i
0: I, i've got one for you if you want me to get started yeah you yeah because i want to see
1: what oj howard costs moving into next year
0: well i I think he's going to cost more than a 2023rd i know but like that's what i mean like those are the kind of guys that come
1: to mind is like i want to buy low on a tight end i want i want high upside robert tanyan
0: no here here's mine um i think it's a good one and people have already forgotten about him. Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron.
1: Yeah, I heard he's him, not, being, him being talked about recently.
0: Yeah, he's not – I mean, he's probably not going to go back to the Colts, I don't think. And, you know, I think he could – I think he's a talented guy. And he, he's starting – you know, he's – I, I looked up his age the other day. He's just now turning 26 or something. So he's, he's still kind of a baby. Um. So I think there's a chance at his next stop where he could emerge – as you know a a tight end one like a lower end tight end one yeah he's 26 he'll turn 27 in april so i I like that like i have a landing spot for him too and i'd love to see it the chicago bears bears need a tight end i think they could get ebron relatively uh uh, cheaply and they need to because they're gonna have money issues um and i and i think in that offense he, he could have a nice little year so eric ebron is is a guy I'd like to try to pick up for cheap because I think I just think you can, I think he's, you know, gonna, you, you can get him uh, for, for next to nothing. I could be wrong about that though. What do you think about that call?
1: Yeah. I think, I think that's a good one. I just, is you know, the years we've dealt with Eric Ebron and his production and up and down movement, I just don't, I just, he, he's stressful to have on your team. And so I try to avoid that.
0: And it's, it's a, it's a gamble. So it looks like the um, an early third-round pick is, worth has, according to the Dynasty trade Calculator, it's a little more valuable in a Superplex BPR league than Eric Ebron. So, yeah, you probably get him for the, you know, early third-rounder. So, mm-hmm. I, it's a gamble I think I'd take, if, especially if I was really desperate at the tight end position. So,
1: Yeah, and like, and like a super non-premium tight end league, just like a normal one. I think Irv Smith would be a good one, too, from the Vikings. But I don't know if third-round's going to do it again.
0: Well, I, I mean, I like that name a lot. I just think that, you know, if, if someone's an Eric Ebron owner, they're, they're probably, you know, going to be willing to part with him. <laughs> and I might be surprised, but I think if you're an Irv Smith owner, you just got him and, and you can see the future. So I think it's harder.
1: But on the clock in, in drafts, you might be able to, especially. Oh, you if, never know. Someone, in yeah. Quote, someone unquote, This draft take, class, you know, like. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. No, I, I like that. All right. So where are we going next?
1: What about Jack Doyle? His counterpart in Indianapolis.
0: I, I, I do like Jack Doyle. I think that's an interesting name as well.
1: I do too for next year because I don't see them really adding to that position. But
0: what do you think the Colts are going to do at the quarterback position? Do you um, buy the idea that they're going to try to get like a Philip Rivers type? Uh, n- not really. I, I just, I I, I,
1: right, I I think that they'll probably ride Jacoby for set out next year and then move on.
0: Because they need a quarterback and, you know the who was talking about this? I think was it was Philip Rivers
1: better than Jacoby Percent? No, the, here's like, the
0: deal. Yes, he was, and, and here's what Philip Rivers needs. He needs a good offensive line. They have a, a great offensive line, uh, so I, I think it was the, the guys on the Move the Six podcast were talking about this. That if the Colts, and I could be wrong, but someone was talking about this, and I I, I like this is narrative street right totally. But you put Philip Rivers behind that line. Um, let's say they draft one of these exciting wide receivers to add to Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton is healthy, comes back. And you, know, you got Doyle, uh, you know, Marlon Mack, or add someone in the backfield. You know, they got a decent backfield. If Phillip Rivers could do enough for that offense to, to make them, you know, a playoff contender. I think their defense can come back a little bit. They've got some nice pieces on defense, including the aforementioned Darius Leonard. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, I think I said Trent Brown, on our last podcast, but I think I met Trent Williams for the Redskins. They're moving a second-round pick in the draft for Trent Williams. Book it.
0: We don't know who tight or who offensive linemen are. Don't worry about it. I mean, no one got that.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's, then it's his bullshit offensive line. They're even better. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, Philip Rivers looked bad this year.
0: Yeah, so no, bad. no, he he did, he did, but you know what? When and I put Aaron Rodgers on the show sheet. Not sure we're gonna have time to get to him, but you know when I was looking at the numbers from from this season, you know Philip Rivers. I, I gotta pull it up, but he was still respectable. I was like, really, Philip Rivers played that well this year. Uh, I mean, he had some horrible games, but still overall, you know, he put up a decent stat line. It 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 wasn't horrible. Um, at least as horrible as I thought. Yeah, he was. According to this scoring system I'm looking at, he was the quarterback 13.
1: Yeah, so in four points for passing touchdown with like no bonuses, he was quarterback 17. Okay, but still,
0: and it's quarterback weeks two one through, week,
1: weeks one through sixteen.
0: Yeah, quarterback two. I mean, that that's kind of what I think we expected. Maybe some people wanted him to be a lower QB one, but uh, you know, I think he can do that again. Yeah, he looked horribly. He threw 20 interceptions this year, but. You know, I mean, as as our friend Jameis Winston <laughs> was able to demonstrate this year, it doesn't matter if you throw a bunch of interceptions; you can still, you know, be the number two quarterback in in fantasy. So,
1: yeah, and I f- I found the, a fun stat on Jameis Winston, but Ryan. It looks like I didn't type it. No, there it is. Uh, so Winston's thirty interceptions. You know, this season it ties him for seventh most all time on the on the quarterbacks list from whatever Pro Football Reference goes back to. I didn't look to see what the first year was that they they had these first stats, uh, but what I thought was interesting. So being tied for seventh puts basically the tie for seventh goes down to twelve. So the, of the top twelve quarterbacks in that have you know this like leading interceptions category, uh, five of those are already in the Hall of Fame. So you know depending on how James, James Winston's career goes, uh, he I mean that that's a good percentage of guys who've had really big interception he, years. He's in good company. In the Hall of Fame.
0: <laughs> and they all did it while they were younger too. He's good good comps. Yeah, he's such an interesting story. Like does he go back to I guess he goes back to Tampa. I don't I don't know what I think the buzz they've already is. franchise tagged him. Oh, did they already? Or at least like it's, no, it's that's the buzz. It's
1: confirmed but unconfirmed, you know.
0: I, I, feel like I they think they have to. They kind of have to. And, and why not? And, and maybe you draft a younger guy and try to develop him, but um, yeah, it's it's too bad because he's certainly good for fantasy, that's for sure. He just um, Yeah, he throws a ton of pick sixes, which just means they have to score more points. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll throw for 200 yards in the second half and, and three touchdowns because cause he has to. <laughs>
1: yeah, so Ryan, let's bring it back here. I want to know, because you put this in here, that you're struggling to figure out where Darren Waller's value is. And that another player that I think pick it up for a cheap pick is Foster Moreau on on the the Raiders. I don't even think he, I don't even know if he would cost you like a late third,
0: but before he was put on the IR, Foster Moreau wasn't terrible. Did I put Darren Waller in in the show sheet? I, I guess I guess I, I don't even remember doing that. So, but but yeah, I I think the thing with Darren Waller, and I think the reason I put him in is that he's just an interesting case study i think we've never seen a player quite like him well maybe we have um and and his name is is escaping also um, sparian Jenkins. Uh, oh maybe gary barnage like like i don't know oh He he's 30 he, though when he broke out I, I know and he's at this perfect age right he's he's 27 years old he'll be 27 going into um he'll turn, turn 28 early in the 2020 season so that's kind of like where these guys tend to break out like 26, 27 at the tight end position. And, and, you know, he's always had the talent. It's just been off field issues, substance abuse issues. I, I don't know. I, I, here's my feeling. I feel that the Oakland offense will add some pieces and that when they do, it's going to take away some of the volume. I mean, he had 117 targets this year. Um, I I guess maybe he can make up some of that. If he does lose volume, he can make up some of that in the touchdown department. Easily in touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, so, and and if Derek Carr is their quarterback, which is no given, you know, I think he's like the perfect guy to be matched up with Derek Carr because Derek Carr is going to look, you know, for his tight end, the short passes. So um, I I guess that's what it is. I just don't know what to, to, like, how how I value him.
1: Yeah, like, like, where are you putting him in? Let's say positional rankings,
0: uh, out, you know, outside a tight end. Yeah, yeah, are you asking where I have him among my tight ends?
1: No, like, I'm where, like, like, what do you, like, what would you move to acquire a Darren Waller, like, down the list, like, uh, would, oh, you, would you, would you know, would you move? I don't know, like, Ronald Jones.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the softball, there. Um. Okay, okay. Devin, <laughs> like Devin <laughs> Singletary. That's that's a that's a tough one. Um, if if I were really desperate at tight end, uh, maybe I, I don't I don't like that though. That makes me feel icky. Not yeah, that I, Mark, Mark
1: Ingram, Mark Ingram Kenyon Drake, these kind of
0: guys. Yeah, I mean that's what would I be thinking about. Yeah, I, I think that's fair.
1: I think I would trade Darren Waller for Kenyon Drake and his upside, potentially wherever he lands.
0: Yeah, well, those are two different guys, like Kenyon Drake and. Mark Ingram are not the same guys. I mean, Clearly, I think indeed. I think Mark I think Mark Ingram. I yeah I, I do it, but I think I do it. But Drake is interesting to me. He's he's a he's a hold. <laughs> I think if you've got him,
1: yeah. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to find some names like you know cross positionally because you don't want to move. You're not moving him for another tight end, or or if I could package him plus let's say uh, a really late second or an early third and get Zach Ertz, that would be a great boon.
0: Yeah. You want to talk about Zach Ertz now? I mean, I, I think with Waller, it's one of those things that um, I, I guess maybe I'd poke around to, to see if I could acquire him, but he's a guy that I just, I don't know. I just, I just have some reservations since I, I and I guess I tend to be like this in dynasty when you only see something one year, I, I don't know. Um, but he could be a guy that you could get for value. I mean, here's one, Darren, someone got Darren Waller for Deontay Johnson and depending on how you feel about Deontay Johnson, you might have to think that's great that's a great move to get darren waller you may think oh that's horrible curtis samuel for darren waller so that's what it's taking you know i mean i'll take those wide receivers i don't believe in and trade them for i think i think
1: i'd move samuel yeah for for waller and deontay yeah
0: yeah not not that i i don't think those guys are are interesting and good football players to their team but i don't know i don't see a world where i feel comfortable starting deontay johnson as my you know Wide receiver two on my fantasy team each week. Same thing with Curtis Samuel. I just think they're too volatile. Volatile. I can't even say it. Ugh.
1: Yeah. So that that brings uh, the mention of like or like moving from Waller up to Ertz. So he was tied in two in total points weeks one through sixteen again points per and then tied in four in points per game. Uh, Hoover and Kittle jump him in the points per game category, you know, because Hoover, Hoover missed a decent amount of time and Kittle missed, I think, two two or three games. Uh, I I still want to buy Ertz at this depressed value. He he moved down. Let me find it from, from January uh, last year to this year. And he was one of the guys that I thought was I thought was very, very interesting as far as trying to go up and make a buy on Zeker at, at when he's cheaper. I get that their their wide receiver core, you know, again, most likely isn't gonna be as banged up as as it was this year. And I know Goddard is starting to look like a full-fledged stud, but I still don't think that that really you should factor that in too much. You should find the person that factors that in more than you do to acquire Zach Ertz.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, I think the thing we keep hearing is that, you know, Oh, well, uh, you know, Dallas Goddard is there. He's going to take over. I, I'm pulling up uh, Zach Ertz's contract information. So let's see. He signed a five-year deal, $42 million contract. Let's see. Where is it? What it would be um 2020, dead cap hit of 13.5 million so i i don't see that changing uh, the potential out is 2021 if you want to project that out
1: yeah and i think if he went to a different team i, I the talent I, that can actually benefit him
0: yeah, yeah and he's that's the thing i mean we it seemed like last year it was popular to start to to rip zach Ertz. And what does he do? Maybe he doesn't put up the the same season as he did in, in 2018, but but still, I mean, he still was a difference maker in a lot of leagues, you know, you felt good plugging him in when he was out there. And I I think it's the same situation um, this year. I I mean, one of the arguments well against him was that, Oh, Philadelphia, they've had these other weapons. He's not going to see the targets. Well, how did that work out? So I I don't think that we can just assume the Eagles overnight, you know, um, you know, you know, their wide receivers from this year get healthy and they draft wide receiver in the first round, all of a sudden the targets go away. I just think that's... Yeah, or if
1: they sign like a Robbie Anderson type of player to fill in that Deshaun Jackson that they were trying to do. Right. Yeah, they're missing that field stretcher. And they, they're missing everything, honestly, in the wide receiving core this year with injuries. But he's, I mean, still finishing in tight end to his total points. It was, the the thing that I'll, I'll stress here is, is a, Zach, a guy who owns Zach Ertz in a few places last year, it was not a fun and smooth ride with him. So I get where people will be down on him. And that's what I want to capitalize on for next year. He's still in his, like he's still in his prime. He's still going to be on the Eagles. And I still think he's going to be valuable enough that he's out there on every play. And maybe Goddard starts to attract a little bit more attention from other teams' defenses. Like there's, you know, I, I, there's just a world where it's fine. You know, like I, I don't think he's going to blow the world away next year if he's cheap enough that's just a great asset to have
0: on the team how many fun and smooth rides are there at the tight end position i I like how you said that and i think some people sometimes people think that way but i I think when you're thinking that way especially at the tight end position you know take a look around the room (laughs) yeah even even with kelsey this
1: year it wasn't perfect you know
0: right Uh, uh, well i think you know probably you felt comfortable starting kelsey and kittle um uh, but beyond that, I, everyone else was, was pretty um, –
1: Were you talking about George Kittle, University of Iowa, graduate, yeah, I, 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 uh, top I, I, tight end in Dynasty? Thank you.
0: Yeah, much. That's that's who I'm talking about. That's what, You know who I'm talking about. Is he
1: your tight end one yet, Ryan?
0: I think he is. Yeah, I think he has to be, I mean, based on age. And he's – yeah, no, Kittle's number one.
1: Yeah, to me, it's – it's yeah, age and everything. And, and I know you don't pay for past production, but he's, he's to me clearly shown enough. That this this isn't like a a fading memory.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for sure. I, I I think looking at this list, by the way, I just want to throw this out here, and this is not like a hot take or anything because I'm sure a million people have said this. But one guy I think is interesting in a dynasty league that maybe you could acquire for cheap is a guy like Jared Cook because I I think um, I I know there's some questions whether Drew Brees is back in in New Orleans next year, but I I think that Jared Cook, you know he's old but yeah he played decent at times so he's a guy that you could pick up for cheap and you know maybe maybe pair him with a younger tight end and rotate those guys in and out so just i thought it was worth mentioning. yeah oldie but a goodie but that's that's probably pretty obvious to everyone oh, that plays dynasty right but,
1: sternberger but sorry, another tight end acquisition for next year
0: yeah before i let me finish my my jared cook thing because i think it's important to throw that out there but he's a perfect guy that if you – let's say you've got to hold the tight end position during your rookie drafts as you get into, like, the, you know, third round or something. Maybe you could get him real cheap because somebody gets that rookie fever or, like, late second. I, you know, I, I don't – maybe that's a deal that you win for a year and the owner wins, you know, two, year two, three, four. But, hey, win-win, it's okay. Yeah, Sternberger, let's talk about him.
1: No, I was just saying that's the guy that you would acquire for a third. I think it would be interesting.
0: Yeah, you know – I think a lot of these, uh, you know, tight ends, you could, um, the younger tight ends you could get for a third-round pick, presumably.
1: Because he was um, picked up late in your your rookie drafts. He wasn't a, a second-round pick like Irv. He was a third-rounder. So I think that could be a move that you could make. Um...
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's – because he didn't do anything to really get any buzz. I like Dawson Knox, for example. I was going to say him, but I think he played well enough in Buffalo. Yeah, he's getting so much buzz. Yeah, he's getting too much buzz. Uh, Who's the guy that went to Jacksonville? I've already forgotten about him. They got hurt. Um, Oh,
1: Shaughnessy. No, I'm kidding. It's not a Shaughnessy. (laughs) I wish it was.
0: I'll I'll think of him in a second. But but he's also another guy I think that you could probably get cheaply. Um, uh, Why can't I think of his name? But I'll, I'll look it up here. So Yeah. I
1: also I also think we should wrap this up and save the rest of the names for next week.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Although next week, programming alert, we've got the Jordan McNamara, author Ooh. of the of Dynasty. So the new the Dynasty, we're going to talk so about two weeks that. away. So yeah, we may have to pause this conversation. It's a great conversation. And um, we talked about a little bit of this stuff too on the Patreon show. So really, if you're not a Patreon supporter, it's inexpensive. You'd love the show. That is... Patreon.com slash Fantasy Joes. Okay, we want to to do one more quick, Guy, and then we'll stop. I mean, okay. Or you wanted to stop Uh, right there. Yeah, I want
1: to stop right there.
0: Let's stop right there.
1: Because other guys I want to get into, and those guys, though, is a tease. A tease. tease. Uh, I want to start to dive more into the Rookie 101 and 102, 103. Basically, the first-round values, Ryan. I want to get more into those. Yeah, in the next weeks, at least what their values are right now. Uh, I want to talk about Terry you know, McLaurin. I, I'm baffled, so confused. Uh, David Montgomery is another, another player. I'll
0: yeah, good name it. to talk about.
1: My opinion is there, though, because, yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell I still think is worth discussing. And, yeah, I'm just going to leave that. Just leave, just, leave, just, leave, <laughs> just leave Le'Veon Bell right there, tucked into bed. And then I think David Johnson is the guy I want to discuss, like, moving forward. Uh, I just can't can't stop talking about (laughs) David Johnson, I guess. Like, it's weird. I know. I just want to know if I can, like, maybe I'll go out. I'm going to go out and try to make trades with all these players this next week, and I'll come back with some results. Report back. I love it. The report will probably be like, hey, everybody else has checked out, like, Ryan,
0: he's grinding (laughs) the waiver wires. (laughs) Well, we're not I'm not checked out anymore, man, because we got so much to talk about. Like I said, we got Jordan come on next week. He's scheduled to come on next week. We've got Senior Bowl, that you know, which is happening, and we haven't even really talked about that. So we will we'll be able to talk about what happens at the Senior Bowl soon. We're gonna get in more into pro days. There's so much to talk about. But we'll get there. We got we got some some months to to, to cover this stuff. So on behalf of Will Greenwood, I am Ryan Livergood. We are the Fantasy Joe's. You can find us on Twitter at FFJoes. And we'll catch you next time. See ya. We're the Fantasy Joes.
1: Zach. Ugh.
0: Remember, you're going to save the <laughs> we'll see on the flip side story.
1: Nah. Oh. That's Patreon content. Like, that's, uh, it's uh, all oh. in blue on the stuff. <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. This is, uh, this is the right from um, Fantasy Joes. And we'll see you the that's my best radio, singing voice.